I'm Mariana. And I'm Rebecca. And today we have an incredible guest speaker who's also one of my best friends, Isabella. AZ and I were random roommates freshman year and we met through a Facebook group. Um, she's a bioengineering major with a minor in international science and engineering and she has experience in technology and STEM. And we're so excited to have her today to hear her perspective of computer science and technology. Before we start talking to Isabella today, we have a quote as always, and our quote today is actually picked out by Isabella, so thanks Isabella for that. It goes, in my own small experience, sexism has been something very simple, the cumulative weight of con constantly being told that you can't possibly be what you are. And this is um, from the book, Lap Girl, by Hope Jahren. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I I love this quote because it covers the perspective of a lot of girls in STEM and in tech, um, especially in computer science, and that sexism is something that we often, unfortunately, encounter. Um, but there are it's it's kind of nice to know that there are other women that have gone through the same things as us, and we can learn from their experiences and grow together. Oh yeah, and what's cool is Isabel is actually reading this book right now, um, and she can definitely relate to it with being in engineering, even though it's not specifically computer science, like us with not having the majority of girls, or like even halfway as girls, like we're the minority in both of our majors, um, which is definitely a perspective that she can relate to. Yeah, definitely. I also think it's really important because it kind of... Um, ways on the fact it's like oh you're constantly being told that you can't possibly be what you are and that's something sexism doesn't have to be this like huge thing it can just be little things every day but it's always important to know that if you're a girl you can be equal yes absolutely thank you for that do you like the book so far Isabella yeah, I like the book. It's really good. She is a um, bio, biology, geology. She kind of does all sorts of stuff, but I just started the book, but I'm really excited about reading it. That's so cool. I kind of want to check that out. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that quote and for putting your input, Isabella. So I guess we can go ahead and get started. Um, so just tell us some basic information about yourself, uh, your background, uh, more about your major and how you got involved in STEM. Yeah, so I have grew up, I always loved science. Science was my favorite subject in school. I was obsessed with like reading books about anatomy. And in the second grade, I decided that I wanted to be a neonatologist, which is kind of an odd in thing. In second for, grade? Yes, in the second grade. <laughs> my my parents had like a family friend and he was a doctor and I was like yeah like I want to be a doctor like I want to work with babies and he was like well that's called I, he was like if you want to work with premature babies that's called a neonatologist and I was like yes that's what I want to be but wow. then <laughs> that was like my goal in life was to become a neonatologist but then in high school I was a part of this like health careers club and I kind of realized that I didn't really want to go into, like, medicine as much as, like, being a neonatologist. Like, I didn't really want to go to med school. Like, that just really didn't interest me. So I 
was like, well, what do I want to be now? And I was like, you know what I want to be? I want to be a traveling scientist, which doesn't exist, (laughs) really. (laughs) But I told my high school guidance counselor that, and she kind of laughed at me. She was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I want to be a traveling scientist. She was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll figure it out. But I eventually, in high school, the summer after my junior year of high school, I um, contacted some people, and Clemson has bioengineering labs in my hometown of Greenville, South Carolina. And so I basically got an internship there in the biology labs, and I did really cool, um, like, chemotherapy, like, treatment research, and I really liked it. It was, it was really, it was an awesome experience because it really, I had no clue what bioengineering was before that. I was like, I've never heard of that. Like, I really don't know what this field even is. But then once I went into this lab and it was basically like, oh, we're doing medicine, like helping people, but we're kind of doing it behind the scenes, which I really liked about bioengineering because you get to be creative in treatment methods and coming up with new ideas, but you also get to help people that are sick, um, which I thought was really cool. And so that was kind of how I got introduced to bioengineering because before that I was like, yeah, like I'll just go to college, like I'll major in biology, like I like science, so sounds good to me. But then when I was there, my mentor, um, Dr. Pace, he was a postdoc at the lab, and I worked underneath him, helping him with a bunch of stuff. And he was like, well, you know, if you do bioengineering, like, you have a lot more options than if you were to just do biology. And I was like, hmm, good point, good point. And he was like, yeah, like, you should definitely check out, like, programs like obviously Clemson I was working at the Clemson labs and so yeah I ended up going to Clemson and I the bioengineering department at Clemson is awesome um I really like it I ha- I struggled a little bit freshman year because it was just like general engineering classes and I was like not doing anything I was interested in and I kind of had this I was like a tough roommate <laughs> yeah no <laughs> no and then I tore my ACL um second semester freshman year which (laughs) sucked it was awful I like was playing intramural soccer and just (laughs) twisted my knee and yeah I tore my ACL and so I was just like I don't know what I want to do like none of my classes are interesting but I was only taking like general requirements and so a bunch of my friends were like hey like you're gonna finally start taking like bioengineering classes next year And my ACL tear kind of was like, oh, well, like, this is cool because I started reading about, like, all these, all this research about, like, the science behind ACL tears and different um, research that was going on with treatments and stuff. And so that was kind of, that was pretty cool, like, to see, like, oh, well, if I become a bioengineer and I graduate with this degree, maybe I could go back and help people that are like me that were just playing soccer and tore their ACL. So I love that. Yeah, I thought that it was pretty cool because it was like you could actually see like how bioengineering could help you and help other yeah. people in the future. I mean, I'm sorry you tore your ACL, but I feel like that was <laughs> overall, like that inspiration is just so nice. 
Yeah, exactly. I thought it was really cool when you mentioned how when you were younger, you wanted to be a traveling scientist because our last speaker, Marin, when she graduates, she wants to travel with her work. And so I just think it's interesting how people, that's what they want to do. They want to travel and they want to get out of America and like see other places. And you have experience traveling other places too, which is Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I love traveling. Um, I saw that your dad had taught you binary in third grade. I, me and Mariana didn't really learn it till this past year or two years ago. So <laughs> how did you learn this so many years before us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a funny story. So my dad is a computer scientist. That was like, he graduated computer science. I didn't science. know that. Yeah, he graduated from Furman University with a computer science degree. And so he has always been, like, growing up, like, hey, math and science, this is what he would always say, math and science are the keys to the kingdom. Like, you need to know math and science. Like, math and science is just, like, you have to know it. Especially because, I mean, he worked with his computer science degree, and he could see that technology really was going to be so big. And he was like, this is always so important for you to know. Like, you should always... Just try and learn as much as possible. And so, yeah, in the third grade, we had, he had like a book or something that was, that we would do like at night or something. Like before I would go to bed, we would like read this book together. And it was this like math book. And it was like the first chapter or something was like, yeah, binary is not that complicated. Like you can learn it easy. So my dad was like, okay, like let's learn binary. And so... (laughs) He taught me binary in, like, the third grade, and all I knew was that I, like, didn't really know, like, what it was used for or anything. I was just like, yeah, this is the language of computers. That was, like, all I knew about binary. I think that's so funny because it's, like, instead of other people in elementary school, like, practicing their addition or subtraction, you were practicing your binary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I didn't really use it. Like, I'd never used binary, like, after that, so I kind of forgot it. But then I actually had to relearn it this past um, year for electrical engineering, and it was way easier to relearn it, so. Everyone was struggling, and you were like, I learned this in third grade. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Isabella, it sounds like you're very well-rounded, and you have a lot of interests, so... How does that translate into how you're involved on campus? Yep. So I told you guys freshman year wasn't like really like I was very unmotivated. I was just like not feeling school at all. And then I realized that I was involved in nothing. I the only thing I was involved (laughs) in was intramural soccer and I tore my ACL doing that. So um, (laughs) I had to stop anyways. But so sophomore year, I uh, kind of was like, you know what, like, I'm actually going to join things like that I enjoy. So Rebecca actually told me she was like, hey, like, why don't you join club tennis? Like, it's really fun. Like, it's like, (laughs) and my whole family plays tennis and I'd play, I play like a little bit. So I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm definitely not playing soccer again. So tennis sounds awesome to me. (laughs) I joined club tennis, which is really nice because it's like, more of a recreational kind of club that I'm a part of really and I get to exercise so I really get to let off some steam um I also joined a CI creative inquiry um the beginning of my sophomore year and it's a bioengineering 
creative inquiry, but it's really cool. And it also like ties in with like, oh, I want to travel. Um, because we are trying to create a bloodless malaria detection device for use in Tanzania. And so it's really cool because it's like, oh, how can I use technology and engineering and science and help other people in different parts of the world, in these third world countries where they don't have the resources that we have? That's incredible. Yeah. So um, it's also like you get the like oh like how are we going to like market this and like how can we make this the best product for these people but you also get the very sciencey part of it where we have to figure out the biomarkers and oh how are we going to make them show up and all this sorts of stuff so it's really it's a really cool project and I'm really excited about it that's really cool and then this past semester I actually joined the engineering fraternity theta tau and that was really awesome because it's a bunch of computer scientists and engineers and it's just really nice because there's you have opportunities um for so many different events there's professional events networking events um social events just all sorts of stuff and it's a really good community to be a part of I've really enjoyed being a part of that and then Um, My last involvement, my newest involvement, is the Bioengineering Student Advisory Council. So Mm -hmm. there's a big, like, College of Engineering, Computer, and Applied Scientists. They have, like, a student advisory board that they do. And I actually interviewed to be on the student advisory board. So, like, each college sends, like, two or three representatives, or each department sends two or three representatives, like, for the college level. And so I interviewed for that position and they were like, hey, actually, we want people for like our own internal bioengineering student advisory board. And so um, it's a group of me and like six or seven other um, students and we're all like rising juniors. It's really cool. So it's been really interesting to see how we are like kind of starting this council And I think it'll be really cool because we get to communicate with the students and the faculty. We're kind of like the bridge between the students and faculty. So I think that'll be really interesting this upcoming year to be a part of that. And we have a lot of ideas for bioengineering department. So hopefully they listen to our ideas. So definitely staying busy. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, you went freshman year from doing intramural soccer. And, like, I think you involved yourself in, like, a couple other things freshman year. Yeah, but yeah. But then you ended up sophomore year deciding to join all these things that you are super passionate about and super involved in. And I admire you for that because I think that's so awesome that you've made yourself busy but not too busy to the point where you hate being involved in those things. And now this summer you which I'm so mad at myself for not making Mariana and I join the COVID challenge because I just think it's so cool um so if you want to talk a bit about what you and your group is doing for their research because I think it's awesome yeah that was actually a really cool opportunity so obviously a lot of people's summer internships got canceled um this summer due to the coronavirus so our mentor my mentor for the CI, she actually kind of started this Clemson COVID challenge. Wait, is this Mrs. Dr. Dean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mrs. Dr. Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's awesome. Mr. Oh my gosh. Dr. Dean is like one of our favorite computer science professors. So. Yeah, Rebecca and I always talk about that. Oh yeah, I know Isabella's heard me talk about Dr. Dean before. <laughs> the Deans are a power couple and hashtag Oh awesome. yeah. Yeah, they're, I really like um, Mrs. Dr. Dean. But she was like, <laughs> she was kind of encouraging us to apply. She was like, hey, like you guys could maybe use your malaria detection device technology and try and like use that somehow in this challenge so it was my CI team actually it was me and two other guys and we actually got two other girls from USC joined our team as well which was really cool that we had other people from different school yeah yeah and so we just took our bloodless malaria detection device and we're trying to make a bloodless coronavirus detection device and so um we actually, I just found this out. We didn't win the, like, COVID challenge prize, but we won the um, College of Engineering and Computing and Applied Sciences, like, the Dean's Award. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I just found out, I just found this out recently, but it was, like, I guess we were, like, one below the finalists, oh, and so, wow. so but close. we still won a prize. So That's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's really cool. So we're going to actually, once we get back to school, we've already started coming up with methods and materials, and we're actually going to try and make this technology work once we get back to school, so. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Do you think it would be, it would would get to the point where, like, students would be able to use this and get tested? Yeah, I, our hope is that, basically, but basically, it's not it won't like tell you like yes you have coronavirus but our like thinking was well if someone has symptoms like it's going to be so much money it's going to cost so much and it's going to take so much time for everyone to go get like an actual test done so our detection device will basically be like yes you have the biomarkers in your urine that maybe could indicate the virus and if it like says yes then it would encourage you to go and get an actual test done oh that's incredible so yeah so Mm -hmm. people who don't like wouldn't even need to go tested don't really need to waste that resource exactly exactly oh my goodness you're literally changing the world (laughs) and even like um students that have family like immunocompromised family members or something like if they wanted to go home for the weekend they could just do this test really quickly and be like oh, it says yes, like, I need to go get tested, like, I can't go home, or, oh, like, it says, like, I'm good, like, I can go home, so. That is amazing. Now I'm curious, what was the first place, like, what was their um, challenge project? The first place was actually very similar to ours, but instead of it being, like, our, like, actual product would be just kind of like a pregnancy test where it would be like a Mm -hmm. stick and like either you like dip it in your urine or like it's like kind of like oh like pee on a stick thing but theirs and it was just going to be like a piece of paper and we're going to have the enzymes already on it and stuff but theirs was like you would drop some kind of magnetic beads in like a cup of urine and then you could like read the beads and I'm not really sure it was a little bit more complicated but (laughs) I mean it's still cool how they're how they were so similar and then you guys 
I mean, you still got you guys still won an award, but it wasn't the mm-hmm. final, whatever. But yeah, that's still that's really still... awesome. I remember when we got the email that this COVID challenge was happening. I was yeah. I was like kind of considering it, but I just genuinely don't have like any information from the biology side, and I I barely passed high school bio- biology. Like honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I have so much respect for people who are able to combine medicine and technology and do these like really cool life changing things. So like a little side note, um, my parent or literally honestly my dad more so his dream was that his kids would be involved in medicine somehow because like both both my parents are pharmacists and Mm -hmm. um when I was like looking at programs and looking at my interests that was one thing that he was really pushing was bioengineering and I think if I wasn't in computer science and if I liked biology a little bit more I would go into (laughs) bioengineering because it's just such a it's a really cool field and I'm all all my friends that are in bio E every time they talk to me about their assignments or their projects or what they want to do I'm just like wow you guys are so cool you're changing the world yeah I think that's kind of the difference with computer science and bioengineering bioengineering is more hands-on and you can really like physically see the changes where with computer science is more background changing the world I guess um yeah so they're both still really cool but just from different perspectives um, Isabella, you also, af- so after doing this COVID challenge and while, I guess, doing it too, you started this lab research with hand sanitizer, which is also super important with the coronavirus right now, which I don't think, Mariana, you knew about. No. Um, so if you want to... Please inform me. Yeah, I got actually really lucky this summer. Um, I mentioned before how I worked in the bioengineering labs, uh, like, this summer after my junior year of high school. And I had this mentor who was a postdoc there. And so he actually, he like left that summer that I was working for him. He was like, okay, like I'm done with my research. I'm going to go get a job that's not here. I'm going to go work for another lab. And so I kept in contact with him and um, he wrote me like my recommendation letters for college and stuff. He's a really um, awesome scientist. He's really nice. And so I kept in contact with him and he emailed me like in like early May and he was like hey like are you still interested in a job like I need help at my lab Mm -hmm. so he like created his own lab he uh, founded his own business and so he um his lab is located in the Easley and so I was like, yes, of course. Like, I would love a job. Like, I'm not doing anything else yeah. this summer. And so I got really lucky, actually, that I was able to find an internship for this summer. But, yeah, I basically started the internship, and he was like, we need help making hand sanitizer. Because there was such a shortage of hand sanitizer. He was like, we need, like, he's just selling hand sanitizer. He was just like, the... um demand is here so make it and so I learned how to make hand sanitizer (laughs) um and I made these like huge like tubs of hand sanitizer at a time and I would have to pump the alcohol I'd have to pump the water then I would have to add all the other stuff to make the hand sanitizer but it was really cool because I was like hey like this pandemic is going on and I'm like doing something to help which was really cool and so um he sold it to the hospitals and he sold it in Greenville and Spartanburg to the hospitals, I think. 
and um, to Furman University. Furman University ordered a bunch of bottles so that they could give it to their students when they come back. If they come back, I don't, not really sure, but, um, but yeah, it was really cool. I've kind of gone away from hand sanitizer now. I'm doing some other stuff in the lab, but we mm-hmm. definitely are still making it. It's slowed down, but That's still, so cool. still making it. I know who to go to now if I run out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's so amazing. You make my summer feel like I have nothing going on because those two things alone are just so time consuming and so important and useful to like present right now, which is super cool that you get to really see the difference that you're making with the coronavirus and everything going on. And I think the fact that you're involving yourself with these different opportunities is just another kind of proof that this is really what you're passionate about and you that this is where you want to be and like that's the whole point of like participating in CIs and projects and internships is to kind of make sure that this is what we want to do and I love that you getting involved in the lab was just like you knowing someone and that's the importance of networking right there. Yep. So Isabella you've talked a lot about things that you're involved in specifically towards bioengineering is there anything that is more technology related through your major or not that you've gotten yourself involved in yeah I had so as an engineer at Clemson you have to take like a lot of general engineering classes and so my first two engineering classes were like an excel a class which was actually super helpful because I use Excel a lot, like even right now at my job, just to keep track of things, to keep things organized, to make sure I'm not repeating experiments and stuff. And it seems simple, but it was actually really helpful just to familiarize myself with Excel. Yeah. And then I also I'm had to take... I'm a big fan of Excel. Me too. <laughs> you can do some cool stuff with it. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, we kind of like got really deep into Excel in that class, which is really cool because, yeah... I had no idea like what Excel could do before that. Yeah. But um, I also had to take a coding class, which was MATLAB. And MATLAB is kind of weird because it's 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 like an entire different language than literally anything else. Um, <laughs> Welcome to our life. <laughs> but so like in like it's not helpful like at all. Like if I wanted to learn how to code like, oh, I know MATLAB, but that doesn't help me at all. But um, it was it was an interesting class. It was really difficult for me to do MATLAB, actually, because I had no experience with coding before that. And mm-hmm. we just kind of, like, jumped right in. And I was like, I don't even understand what's going on. Like, I don't know the words you're saying. Like, function? Like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like, all I know is, like, algebra functions. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I but, love that. Um, I honestly relate. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty it was kind of difficult at first, but I eventually kind of got the hang of it. It got better towards the end. But um the only other time I've used MATLAB has been in electrical engineering doing like matrixy work and stuff, but um I know that there's I'm a biomaterials like engineering major, but there's also a bioelectrical concentration. And I know that bioelectrical engineers use um, a lot more like MATLAB and like electrical engineering and more techie stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I also took SolidWorks, which is like an online 3D design class, 
which was I think that's so cool yeah I it actually was really cool I really liked it it again with MATLAB it was like kind of hard to get the hang up but once you got it it's so satisfying to like be able to like finish a project or even just like draw a rectangle and make it like extrude it and make it 3d it was just always really cool to me yeah but yeah and then um I use like I obviously didn't code these programs and stuff but I use a lot of computer programs at work um the one that I can think of simulations the one that I can think of off the top of my head is the we have a gas chromatography machine and I can just type into my computer like I have to load the like sample into the machine but then I can be like okay I want it to go this fast I want it to go for this long I want it to be 50 degrees celsius for 10 minutes and then I want it to go down by one degree every minute until it gets to 30 or something so I don't know how it all works but I it does (laughs) help me a lot so there's I think it's always really cool to see kind of the where paths cross in different fields Because, obviously, like, you're never going to be in, like, one field. Like, there's always going to be crossover between things, which I think is so important to always remember. Yes, that's such a good point. And I have to jump in real quick and ask a question. Mm -hmm. So, you talked about how freshman year you did a lot more of the general engineering. And we know that in the general engineering field, it's more male-dominated, right? Definitely. So do you feel like there's that same in bioengineering? I'm just completely curious. Actually, bioengineering, I feel like, is a lot more girls. That's so interesting. Yeah, for some reason, like, I noticed that too. Like, in most of my general engineering classes, it was a lot of guys. And, like, obviously there was girls in the classes too, but it was really a lot of guys. But now in bioengineering, I feel like there's so many more girls I don't know why bioengineering attracts so many girls, but, I mean, it's a really cool field, so I'm not complaining. (laughs) Yeah. That's so interesting. I'd love to, like, learn more about, like, the psychology behind that. Yeah, I've actually always wondered about that, too. Like, is there, like, a reason, or is it just, like, chance? Like, is it just, like, my, like, grade that there's more girls, or is it, like, every grade is more girls? But... I think it's pretty interesting because people always say like oh like you must like only have guys in your class you're engineering I'm like actually not really that's awesome though and I think that could be something if a girl is interested in this field but is worried about that disparity that's something that could be encouraging Mm-hmm. definitely definitely and you can relate to the girls in your bioengineering classes that had to go through the general engineering classes and felt that disparity and I don't know. I just think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Would you have any advice for girls going into bioengineering, like starting out with all those gen eds with like dealing with all the guys and then like weaving into the bioengineering where in your case, it's more girls? I think it's just always really important to kind of um, figure out what you're interested in, not what anybody else is interested in. Like you really need to say like, OK, like what excites me? Because, like I said, freshman year, I wasn't excited. I was not excited. I was like, this sucks. Like, ugh, like, when is this going to be over? <laughs> but then, sophomore year, I, like, really made it a point. I was like, okay, I'm sitting in this bioengineering class. Like, what 
sub like what even parts of the class like not even just the class like what parts of this class am I really enjoying like how can I use that how can I get involved in just that even I think that's really important that you just you always have to remember that you are yourself and you always have to kind of take that individual approach to your education because it's up to you basically to figure out what you want no one else is going to tell you what you want you really have to work for that but once you figure that out yeah once you figure that out it's easy you can get involved in that and it's a lot easier to be involved in something that you're interested in so I think that is some of the best advice I have ever heard from anyone like our age um and I just think it's so incredible you provide a really cool perspective not only with technology and STEM but just from being from bioengineering and from your different experiences with your research and everything, how there's different levels of including technology in your life and in your things that you're passionate about. You don't have to be computer science to be involved in technology, and you don't have to love, or you don't have to have a lot of experience with specifically technology to include it in your life and your research and everything, which I think is really cool that you can apply that in so many different ways. So your advice that you just gave Isabella was amazing and I wish I knew that if someone had told me that freshman year I think freshman year me would have been completely different like you said I think that would have been like a life-changing moment for me um, but thank you so much for joining our podcast today I know you're super busy and have so many other things to do but I'm so glad you were able to join us for this podcast um, are there any ways you um, if anyone wants to contact you with any questions that they might have, like your Instagram, your email, or your LinkedIn, um, if anyone had any questions. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. This was really fun. I really enjoyed this. Oh, um, me too. Yeah, I really, I've enjoyed listening to you guys. I think all of your episodes are really cool. Always makes me think a little bit, like, oh, like, oh, that's really interesting. I know, that's what you did for me today. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. Perfect. I'm glad I could return the favor. (laughs) Um, My Instagram, if anyone wants to follow me, is Izzy Kazalia. (laughs) Um, It's kind of a joke, but I put that because nobody knows how to spell my last name, so it's way easier. (laughs) Nobody knows how to spell my first name either, so... (laughs) But yeah, Izzy Kazalia. My Clemson email is... I K A M I E N at G dot Clemson dot edu. Um, yeah, I mean, I check my email every day. So if anyone has any questions about bioengineering or literally anything I talked about, hit me up. And then my LinkedIn is just my name. I'm sure that'll be in the description of yeah. this episode. So yeah, look me up, connect with me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I don't have any professional pictures. So my picture is. Um, a photo of me holding a stuffed tiger so if you see that <laughs> that's me you've got the right go person tigers. go tigers yeah oh yeah go tigers um thank you so much for everyone listening and isabella for joining us join us next week for another episode of cash chat follow us on instagram at cash.chat and don't forget to subscribe at spotify apple podcasts and most other platforms and give us a good rating on apple podcasts